morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to I'm Talking Waffles. I'm your host, Ileana. So welcome to third episode of this year. I hope your February is off to a really good start and you're not experiencing the kind of weather that I am here in Canada. It's minus 28 degrees, feels like minus 37 Celsius, and it's the kind of weather where you go outside and like the liquid in your eyeballs actually feels like it's like frozen and if you had anything in your nose like your nose always got has like some snot and stuff in it it's just like gone you go outside it just freezes like instantly so it is very cold outside and I don't like going out there it feels like my lungs are like frozen as soon as I step foot out there even if I'm all like bundled up so I think it's like minus 11 Fahrenheit or something I was talking to one of my American friends the other day about that and I had to like convert Celsius to Fahrenheit so yeah it's really cold is pretty much what I'm saying and ah but the cold in the way in a way is good because that means it's more time to sit down read and create book reviews like today so this past month well not really past month but January February so far I've read a total of five books and the one that I want to review today is Ron Place Ron Time by Jillian McAllister so without further ado, let's jump right into this book review. So a bit of background on this book and the author. So Jillian McAllister has been writing for as long as she can remember. She graduated with an English degree before she began working as a lawyer. And she lives in Birmingham, England, where she now writes full time. So this novel is basically a murder mystery time travel story. And the synopsis on the back says, late October after midnight, you're waiting up for your 17-year-old son. He's past curfew. As you watch from the window, he emerges, and you realize he isn't alone. He's walking toward a man, and he's armed. You can't believe it. You see him do it. Your funny, happy teenage son, he kills a stranger right there on the street outside of your house. You don't know who. You don't know why. You only know your son is now in custody, his future shattered. That night, you fall asleep in despair. All is lost until you wake, and it's yesterday. And then you wake again. And it's the day before yesterday. Every morning you wake up a day earlier, another day before the murder, with another chance to stop it. Somewhere in the past lies an answer, the trigger for this crime, and you don't have a choice but to find it. And so this book has been on the list of like, really, like it's a new book, and it's been on the list of really hyped up novels that are like, everybody's like talking about it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna pick this up because this is right down my boat. I absolutely love stories that you have to go back in time and fix something. And it could be anything from like repeating the same day over and over and over or something like this, which I actually haven't seen anything like this, where you go back a day and another day every single day. So like one of my favorite anime that I watched recently about time travel was called Erased. And it's a very similar like premise. like this girl she gets murdered and so he ends up being able to go back in time and try and figure out like why did she get killed and so usually in these kinds of stories like people they go back and then they're able to live a couple of days forward not days backwards and so that's what really makes this book stand out to me something that i have to mention like at first it was actually really hard for me to get into this book because of the writing style and by no means is this book badly written in fact it's really well written but the reason it threw me off is because it's written third person present tense instead of third person past tense. And I know that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but it was really hard for me to really get into it 
because of the present tense of it. And I don't know like if you read this book or if that's something that you've read in other books that kind of like throws you off, but it always throws me off. So it did take about the first chapter for me to really get into the write-in. But as soon as I did, it was like, boom, I devoured this book on the weekend. It was amazing and I really, really liked it. It's not even that big of a book either. It's just shy of 400 pages. So it's not like a massive book and the font is actually huge. Like, I don't know if I accidentally bought like the big font version or something, but the font is gigantic. And maybe that's just in comparison of the previous book I read, which was Spare by Prince Harry which is another book I would love to talk about at some point because I thoroughly enjoyed that, but it was also super bizarre. But that's a book review for a different time. Today we are focusing on Ron Place, Ron Time. So the main character of Ron Place, Ron Time is a woman named Jen, and she has an 18-year-old son, Todd, and she's married to a man named Kelly. And so these are basically like the three most important characters in the entire story. And it's done from like her perspective, but also as you continue to read the book, there's also chapters titled Ryan and it follows this like novice police officer and how he's doing some undercover work and all of that. So this will be spoiler free until I get to the point where I'm going to spoil stuff on you. So uh, feel free to, if you don't want spoilers, to like stop listening once I mention that there's going to be spoilers. But for now, this is spoiler free. So what's really unique about this and what I really like is how the story takes you in for like a whirlwind of plot twist after plot twist. So when I first read the book, like when I first started, I was like, oh, like obviously I love time travel and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, like this is great. But I thought that it was going to go down like a very cliche route. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be she has to go back in time and fix her relationship with her son because she mentions like the past couple of months, her happy son had suddenly turned really depressed and like kind of like turned into him like turned away from her and her husband and was like going out late and staying out past curfew and kind of hanging with some sketchy people. And so when I read the book, I thought that that's the reason that he killed this unknown person. And so that's what Jen in the book thinks as well. So it kind of starts off with her thinking like, what had happened to my son? Like, why would my son kill somebody? And then as it continues to go back, like she discovers there was a knife in his bag, like a couple of days before the murder. And then she continues to go back and she finds like her son has been very secretive and it goes down the route at first you think it's going to go down this route like oh okay she has to go back in time and find out like when her relationship with her son crumbled and that's what she needs to repair but no that's not how it goes at all like it's that was really surprising to me and honestly it made the book really good because you think it's going to be predictable and then it isn't and that's just like a really great rule in because like my job is to copyright and that's just like a general really good rule when it comes to copywriting and creating like ad copies and stuff like you want to surprise the reader and that's what Miss Jillian Alice McAllister does in this book so it's not even like Jen will wake up the a day after sometimes she skips weeks sometimes she skips months and sometimes she skips years but she never ends up going forward in time it's always backward in time and so any changes that she makes don't exist when she wakes up because it hasn't happened yet because the day before so this is really good and it goes to her advantage because she can like not go to work or something and it's not going to ruin her entire career she can make changes and it's not actually going to affect too much it's really just her trying to solve the mystery by going back in time which obviously she doesn't even know how it's happening and she also meets this other character uh named andy and he wins this award for like some space travel 
they need a bobber. <laughs> and he's a great asset, except obviously like she'll talk or meet with him and she'll have to convince him again, like, hey, like I actually am from the future. And then he'll give her like pointers and like, he basically like helps her out. He's the guide helping her out on trying to understand like why she's gone back in time and what she can do. And he basically tells her like, yeah, you're going to continue to go back in time until you figure out why and you can put all the pieces together. But then of course, like the next day, he doesn't know her because they haven't met. And so he pops up occasionally and he's a really great character as well. And so what I thought was really great is so it goes back in time, obviously. And her son is obviously getting smaller and smaller because he's getting younger and younger. And so like she'll have conversations with him. She'll learn stuff. But then she also like goes outside the house and like investigates and all of this stuff to figure out like what led her son to kill that guy and like who is that guy. And it turns out that that guy is like this criminal who got out of jail after 20 years of serving his sentences sentence and she ends up like meeting with him in jail and he definitely knows more than he's saying and she's like super confused and she's like what's going on like he knows her but she's like how does he know me and I don't know him that kind of thing and it, so it thickens the plot and then you continue to go back in time and without spoiling anything you start to think oh this is the bad guy this is somebody who's a bad guy but you thought they're a good guy and you're like whoa like what's going on and then you get flipped again. There's like three really big plot twists, which I'll talk about in the spoilers section, but this is like the general section right now. So you don't have to have spoilers. And it's really well done. That's what I have to say. Like the spoiler, not the spoilers, the plot twist in this book is what makes it so good because it branches away from like cliche mom trying to find out why her son killed somebody and it creates such a fascinating tale. And I absolutely love it. Like she goes back in time years like even before her son is born and I think that is just so cool to me because you get to see like all the differences and like how she's like oh like this and she's learning about this and how this because like the murder happened because of something that happened before her kid was even born and I think that is really clever and then of course like there is a nice happy ending and then they tied everything together at the end and then they had like this last page where it's like the unintended consequence and I just think that the way that it's all done is so so cool and I highly highly recommend this book I love it it's a murder mystery done right with the perfect amount of plot twist and the characters are all lovable and great and it's such a easy read you just like devour it like I said I read it over the weekend and I just like finished it it was so amazing so that's the non-spoiler side so if this book sounds like it's up your alley if you like time travel if you like murder mysteries if you like great characters if you like plot twists that actually really take you like across hit you across the face multiple times not once not twice not three times like it's just like whoa what is going on highly recommend this book it is again wrong place wrong time by Jillian McAllister so pick it up, read it. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. It's such a fun read and it's only a novel too. So you don't have to worry about another book after it. Like I love novels because you don't have to worry about the whole series and then the story progressively getting worse and worse. Yeah. Or having to wait for like the next book in the series to come out. So yeah, this is really great. And it's probably my favorite book that I read so far this year. And my goal, of course, for this year is to read a hundred books. So, so far we're on the right, we're on the right track because we're at five right now and it's only February 4th when I'm recording this. So now it is time for the spoilers part of this episode because I have to talk about the plot twist in this book. So if you don't like spoilers, I highly recommend that you stop the episode now and come back after you've read the book because I need to talk about the plot twist. So the plot twist, here we go. In the book, it talks a lot about how you think that it's her son. It's all her son. Like it's her son and it's her and it's her fault that her son killed somebody. But 
as you continue to read the book, you're like, oh, like what's going on? And you start to realize like the husband is actually kind of sketchy. And then it turns out like the husband was friends with the guy that the son killed. And like, there's like this whole gang of people and they basically like, they steal cars and then they sell them off. And there was like this whole missing baby segment that's really important to the show and really important to the book. So when Jen is like, going through her son's room because she thinks that it's still related to her son, she ends up finding a police badge and ID as well as a missing baby poster. And when she tries to track down like the missing baby and who this person is, it turns out the cop, when they searched it up, the cop is dead. So it's like, why does her son have identification of a dead cop hidden in his room? And why does he have a missing baby poster? And so she can't find anything on the missing baby for a little bit until like, 20 years in the past where it turns out that the missing baby was because somebody had stolen a car but they didn't realize the baby was in the car and so when they went to drop off the car obviously there was a missing baby there and it turns out that the missing baby obviously didn't get put away like sent off to whoever knows where but it was never returned to the family so the baby's been missing for years and that's what's really important because when it goes to Ryan's story so there are chapters in the book that are not just about Jen there's stories about this guy this cop named Ryan and he ends up being really like he gets basically his job is to find out like where the baby went like the missing baby is the reason he's basically put on this role and so he becomes an undercover cop with another cop named Angela and they basically are trying to infiltrate this crime ring and get the trust of this guy named Joseph Jones and so Joseph Jones is the guy who Jen's son Todd ends up killing at the beginning of the book and he's the guy who was in jail who also knows Jen and like He's the big bad guy and he's in charge of this. So Ryan and his cop, undercover cop, like partner, Angela, they are slowly infiltrating into that to try to find and try to get their way basically to the top so they can get Joseph Jones and get him arrested. And so that's his time, like that's kind of his story. And the more you read, you're like, okay, so Jen's husband is like a little bit sketchy. And then when you get to Ryan's story, Ryan mentions when one of the cops is talking to him he's like hey how are you so good at like getting into the crime world and he reveals he's like yeah you know like my brother Kelly was a criminal and he was like the smartest criminal and then like that made my brain spin because Jen's husband's name is Kelly and so when she sort of discovers that her husband it's her husband it's not her son so she starts to look more into her husband and he's doing like sketchy things he has like two phones he's got a fake license like all of this stuff and she's like oh my goodness like he's been lying to me literally the entire time that they've been together and her husband is the one who's connected to joseph jones not her son her son was only connected to joseph jones because he was dating his like cousin's daughter i don't remember the timeline of that but that's how todd the nice nice son got involved in that world but the dad knew and so jen actually overhears her son on the phone talking and she and he's like talking and he's like upset and stuff and then he's like fine I'll see you at home and that's how Jen discovers like her son was talking to the dad her husband and he's the one who's like oh no like what's going on right and so she's like oh my goodness like it was my husband it wasn't my son like her husband is the criminal and like it matches up with Ryan's story because Ryan's talking about how Kelly which is the husband obviously is was like this really great criminal kind of guy and it's like oh my goodness like what's going on story continues so that was a really big plot twist and I was like oh. it's like I had to stop and I'm like oh my goodness it was husband continuing to read and then yeah I'm learning more and more and then it turns out <laughs> this is another like big tw plot twist that 
Kelly, like Ryan's brother Kelly, Kelly's actually dead, but Ryan's alive. And Ryan, when he was undercover, chose the name Kelly. And you can see where this is going, that when Ryan was talking about Kelly, he wasn't talking about Jen's husband, Kelly. He was talking about his deceased brother, Kelly, and he took the name Kelly as an, when he was undercover cop. So Kelly, which is also Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Kelly, Ryan is actually <laughs> Jen's husband. And so it's like, whoa, what's going on, right? Like, what, but why is the cop dead when she searched for it? Why is Ryan dead? And like, why is Ryan still going by Kelly? And so there is this whole thing. And then it turns out that uh, Jen's dad, who was like this lawyer, was the reason that Kelly even met her in the first place. Because Kelly, who's actually undercover cop Ryan, <laughs> was like, okay, I, he's obviously pretending to be like a criminal. And that's why he goes to the law firm where Jen works because he was going to talk to Jen's dad who's the person who's been given all the intel on the empty houses with the expensive cars that the criminals are taken and so that's what he does like he goes there to meet and then that's how he meets Jen but he doesn't actually meet like he's not looking to meet her though that's the thing he meets her and he introduces himself as Kelly because he's undercover and so she only knows him as Kelly and so he actually later on quits being a cop, but he keeps the name Kelly because when Joseph Jones is arrested, he doesn't want Joseph Jones to find out that he was actually the bad guy because if he finds out, well, that he wasn't a bad guy, but he was a bad guy to Joseph Jones because he wasn't actually a bad guy, he was a cop. And so when Joseph Jones comes out of prison, it has to start working for him again because if he doesn't, he's gonna find out that he's the cop who got him in jail and he's gonna kill him and his wife and his son, Todd. And you could see like how it's so complicated because that's why he kept the name Kelly. He couldn't just tell Jen like, hey, I'm an undercover cop. And when I met you, I was pretending to be my brother Kelly, um, but my name's actually Ryan. And so it was like the whole whole thing. And she's just like, what is going on? And so she ha basically goes so far in the past because she finds out like, like her son isn't born. And so this is when all the pieces start to click that this was never about her son. It was about her husband. And so she's able to go so far back that she helps her husband find the missing baby in time and that's actually their new how they meet story so she meets him and he's ryan and he tells her the name is ryan and then after that solved bam back in present day and now she is there and she she still remembers what happened and she's like whoa and she's like talking to kelly who's actually ryan and now he goes by ryan because he never quit being a cop because he quit being a cop so he could be with her and so he couldn't be traced because of joseph jones knew like all of that whole thing and so he's Ryan now and he's still a cop and she's like whoa like this is amazing and then she's talking to her son and it turns out that her son is now dating the missing baby which was Eve and she's like oh my goodness like my son is dating the missing baby named Eve and then she felt bad she's like oh like I can't believe like because I made a change in the past now he's never gonna meet that other girl he was dating who he really really loved uh, which is like his connection to the gang people but then, plot twist, it turns out that Eve, who was going, like, so Eve is dating Todd. And then it turns out that in the past, in the other timeline, that Eve was actually Cleo, who was the missing baby who her son was dating. But because it was the missing baby, like, the, the gang people baby just basically just kept the baby. And that's why it's still the same person. So that was, like, the final plot twist. So he still ended up with the person that he loved. And she obviously was there with her husband and everything was all wrapped up and it was just such a cute ending and I'm really happy and it really threw me in for a loop so it was a really great story and I loved it 
and I definitely recommend it. So hopefully you, if you've gotten to this part, you've already read the book or you don't care about spoilers. So <laughs> yeah, those were the biggest plot twists to me and that's what really made the book so good because of those plot twists. So with that, that concludes the book report for Wrong Place, Wrong Time. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope that if you read the book, you enjoyed it. Or if you didn't read the book, maybe you do want to read it now. Or maybe you read it and you didn't like it. Either way, I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's episode. Uh, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, comment, leave reviews, all that good stuff. And now we're going to jump into everybody's favorite part of the show. That's right. It's the fun fact of the day. So today's fun fact is... Dun, da, da. Over 1 billion years ago, a day on Earth lasted around 18 hours. So our days are actually longer now because the moon's gravity is causing Earth to spin a lot slower. However, in Earth's like earlier days, because the moon wasn't so like far away, it caused Earth to spin a lot faster uh, than it currently does. So we used to have 18 hour days instead of 24 hour days. And I think that that's pretty cool. I'm happy though that we have 24 hour days because 18 hours doesn't seem like enough time at all, especially if you work for like eight hours a day, you're working so much. And I wonder like how that played into morning and night. So with that, I'm going to bid you a great rest of your morning, a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your night, a great rest of your apocalypse, and a great rest of your reading endeavors. I hope that you enjoyed and... Again, I highly recommend Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Jillian McAllister. It's also a really good book for like book clubs and stuff as well. Bye!